Hello once again and welcome into the Flathead Beacon Podcast. I'm Andy Viano. This week we're bringing you the first of what will be two straight episodes designed to help you get ready for the upcoming general election in Northwest Montana. Ballots will go out to registered Flathead County voters on Friday. And in this week's Beacon, we preview eight contested local legislative races, six for the Montana House and two for the state Senate. I would strongly recommend checking out those stories, visiting candidates' websites, doing whatever other research you want to feel comfortable in your choice. But if you only have 15 minutes or so, we've got some handy rapid-fire breakdowns of all eight races. That's coming your way in just a minute when you'll hear from the four Beacon reporters who covered those contests. First, a very quick reminder that this podcast and all of the content we produce at the Flathead Beacon here in Kalispell is made possible in part by members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Members pay as little as $5 per month to help us dig deep into the stories that matter most and provide all of our content in print and online free of charge. Plus, members get access to an exclusive website and invitations to member-only events. Learn more or join the club today at beaconeditorsclub.com. All right, time now to dig into the 2020 election, which is officially now underway. Early in-person voting is already happening in Flathead County, and mail ballots will go out on Friday and start arriving in mailboxes next week. Before you complete your ballot, I'd recommend you check out all of our coverage at flatheadbeacon.com, where we've already broken down some of the biggest ballot measures that will be decided this year, and where this week we're going through all eight contested legislative races in Northwest Montana. To get you ready, we've assembled a team of reporters, and you're going to hear from all of them starting right now. I'm Micah Drew, and these are the candidates for House Districts 3 and 5. In House District 3, two political newcomers are squaring off to take the place of three-term Democratic representative, Zach Perry, who resigned following the 2019 session to attend graduate school. District 3 covers Columbia Falls, most of the communities along Highway 2 east to Essex, and north along the North Fork to the Canadian border. The incumbent, Democrat Devil Powers, was appointed to the seat in 2019 to replace Perry. Powers is a retired school teacher and principal running on a platform of preserving public lands and investing in quality public education, both of which she considers to be essential to the district's economy. She believes that Montana is in a better position to handle the pandemic-induced recession than other states after years of, quote, good financial management by the state's legislature and governor's office. Her challenger is 20-year-old Republican Braxton Mitchell, who would be the youngest serving member of a state legislature if elected. Mitchell started his political activism in high school as an advocate for Second Amendment rights. He strongly supports President Trump and gubernatorial candidate Greg Gianforte, and as a legislator, will prioritize restricting the emergency powers of the governor and adding checks and balances of the executive branch by the legislature. He also plans to work at balancing the budget by making cuts to the Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services, which he calls, quote, the greatest bloat in state government. House District 5, which covers Whitefish, is represented by incumbent Democrat Dave Fern, who is running for his third term in the legislature. Fern is a small business owner of Chimney Solutions, and prior to serving in the House, he spent eight years on the Whitefish School Board. 
After seeing the effects of the coronavirus in his community, Fern is focused on improving nursing home management and working on domestic violence prevention. He is also, quote, bullish on workforce development and supports expanding apprenticeship programs and on-the-job training to get Montanans into high-paying jobs. Running against Fern is Republican Catherine Owens, a political neophyte. Owens decided to run for office to ensure that Montana is a business-friendly state. She believes the key to getting quality jobs lies in fostering trade and vocational schools in order to open up opportunities in, quote, exploding industries. As a legislator, Owens plans to keep Montana's budget balanced by getting young people back to work and funneling the existing revenue streams into different directions. I'm Andy Viano, and these are the candidates for House Districts 6 and 7. In HD6, a pair of political newcomers are squaring off to replace longtime Representative Carl Glim, who cannot run again because of term limits. The district that covers Northwest Kalispell and Southwest Whitefish has traditionally leaned strongly Republican, and that party's nominee in this race is Amy Regeer, who may be new to politics herself, but whose last name is very familiar. Regeer's father, Keith, is a former House Majority Leader, longtime representative and now state senator, and Amy's brother, Matt, is a state representative as well. Amy Regeer works as a registered nurse, and the 42-year-old said she decided to enter the political arena to protect her community from, quote, liberal policies, and is running on a platform of limiting government growth while advocating for the rollback of emergency powers like the kind that have allowed Governor Steve Bullock to impose restrictions during the coronavirus pandemic. Her challenger is Democrat Jeremy Deere Rule, the founding executive director of the Sparrow's Nest of Northwest Montana, a former law enforcement officer and a current case investigator for the city-county health department where he's followed the progression of the coronavirus up close. The 38-year-old Deere Rule said his first task as a legislator would be to get a better handle on the pandemic, support individuals and businesses who are struggling in its wake, and come up with a plan to safely and efficiently roll out a COVID-19 vaccine. Once that's done, he promised to comb through the state's budget to prioritize local spending, work to create, quote, greener jobs, and expand access to affordable health care. In District 7, three-term incumbent Frank Garner is facing two challengers for a seat that represents much of downtown Kalispell. Garner, a Republican, is the former Kalispell chief of police and a prominent member of the Conservative Solutions Caucus in Helena, a faction of the party that regularly works across the aisle to pass legislation, frequently to the dismay of the party's more conservative wing. Garner has regularly faced some of that criticism himself, including from primary challenger Jerry O'Neill, who Garner defeated soundly in June, and now from libertarian Nicholas Ramlow, who is on the ballot in the general election. Garner has previously championed legislation to provide access to affordable health care, support frontline workers and first responders, and a nod to his law enforcement background, and he pledged to support the upcoming term's inflationary increase in educational funding, despite an expected budget crunch. The Democratic nominee to take on Garner is 33-year-old Ross Frazier, who is running on a liberal platform with an emphasis on climate policy. Frazier started the Montana chapter of the Climate Reality Project in 2018, 
and advocates for green energy and forest management programs to drive job creation, supports legalizing recreational marijuana, and wants to adjust the state's tax code to more strongly target higher-income earners. Ramlo, the libertarian candidate, helped start the Montana chapter of People's Rights, a group founded by controversial anti-government activist Ammon Bundy earlier this year. The 37-year-old construction company president wants to give Montanans, quote, free agency when it comes to taxation and wants to push back against long-standing institutions. I'm Maggie Dresser, and these are the candidates for House Districts 10 and 12. In House District 10, we have Democrat Jennifer Allen, and she is squaring off against incumbent Mark Noland, who's a veteran Republican, um, and he's already served on the legislature three terms in the district that covers the greater Big Fork area. Uh, Noland has owned and operated Flathead Janitorial and Rug Service for the last 35 years. Uh, and he supports reopening the economy and believes that Governor Bullock has overstepped his bounds with mandates. He also believes unemployment benefits are discouraging Montanans from working, which is hurting the state's workforce, and he would like to see that change. Nolan would also like to see industries like coal and timber funding public schools rather than raising property taxes. Then we've got newcomer Jennifer Allen. She describes herself as a progressive Democrat. And after a career in the mental health field, she believes battling the pandemic uh, is the district's most important issue. Uh, She also views climate change as another important problem um, because she says it impacts not only the environment, but the agriculture and tourism industries, uh, which are impacted by wildfires and shifting weather patterns. She's also very against cutting any human services in the government. She's against a sales tax as well. And then in House District 12, we've got two newcomers who are competing for the Polson area uh, to replace Republican Representative Greg Herz, whose term limit is up. Jerry Browning is a Democrat who worked as a nurse for much of her career until shifting to becoming a small business owner in Polson before she retired a couple years ago. She believes affordable health care is the most urgent issue facing her district, and she would like to see uh, Medicaid continue expanding. Public schools is also on the top of her priority list and she supports more funding for public education. She would also like to see less of a reliance on fossil fuels and focus on creating clean energy with wind and water. Browning also believes the pandemic needs to be under control before we can get the economy back to normal. Her opponent, Linda Rexton, is also a newcomer, and she's running as a Republican after serving 34 years in public education, she would like to see more funding for school infrastructure uh, with with a renewable energy trust so that bonds don't fall on taxpayers' shoulders. She also believes relieving property taxes is important, um, especially right now during the pandemic, Um, and she'd like to see Montana become a more business-friendly state. 
She would also like to see the rest of the CARES Act money that hasn't been spent yet uh, go towards struggling businesses. And she would consider cutting the bed tax, which is instituted on the hospitality industry. I'm Tristan Scott, here to talk about the candidates for Senate Districts 2 and 3. In SD2, which comprises the North Fork, Flathead River, and the canyon tracking between Columbia Falls and West Glacier and extending all the way to Essex, our two candidates say a wide spectrum of interests figure into the landscape, from timber and agriculture to tourism and land access. Currently represented by Republican Senator Dee Brown, who has reached her term limit and cannot run again, the open seat has drawn two candidates who both pledge to protect those interests but offer competing visions on how best to do so. Republican Carl Glim, 45, is a custom home builder who's represented House District 6 since 2013 and can't run again because of his own term limits. He's turning his attention to the state Senate as the next step in his journey of public service and hopes to build a higher degree of efficiency into state government, particularly as the state economy reels from the impacts of the coronavirus pandemic. Glim said he's hopeful a new Republican administration in the governor's office will help rein in spending. On the Democratic side, Kyle Waterman, also 45, currently serves on the Kalispell City Council and the Flathead City County Health Board, where he's helped oversee local public decisions related to the coronavirus pandemic while helping to relocate a small business, World Spice Merchants, from Seattle to the Flathead Valley in recent years. Waterman said he's eager to represent a segment of the Flathead Valley he says is distinct for its economic diversity, but can be painted with too broad a brush by the state government in Helena. He says the district's unique and expansive geography connects an array of small business owners and entrepreneurs and tourism-dependent economies, as well as more traditional sectors like ranching and farming. Over in Senate District 3, which encompasses Kalispell and Whitefish, Guthrie Quist is running as a Democrat against incumbent Republican Keith Regeer, a veteran legislator first elected to the state Senate in 2016 after serving three terms as the House representative. Quist is the son of Rob Quist, who in 2017 unsuccessfully ran as a Democrat against Republican Greg Gianforte in the high-profile race for the U.S. House of Representatives. The younger Quist is a native of the Flathead Valley and said he's long held an interest in running for public office, but decided the timing was right this election cycle after receiving encouragement from his favorite teacher at Flathead High School, Sue Brown, whose husband Bob Brown was a longtime state legislator and a former Republican Secretary of State in Montana. Regeer is a retired elementary school teacher who says Montana should prioritize improving the business climate in the state rather than growing its government, and says state regulations present a barrier to economic prosperity and need to be pared back. Thanks to my colleagues Tristan Scott, Micah Drew, and Maggie Dresser for sharing what they know. I hope this was a bit of a help in getting you ready to fill out your ballot. And again, we'll have much more coverage on the podcast next week and in the month ahead. But in the meantime, pick up the hard copy of The Beacon for free or bookmark flatheadbeacon.com and keep coming back for even more coverage. Now, here are the biggest stories from the last seven days as of 11 p.m. on Tuesday, October 6th. Flathead County's growing COVID-19 problem is showing no signs of slowing down, with more than 450 new cases reported here in just the last seven days. That includes 84 on Tuesday, 
the third time in the last week that at least 80 positive cases were recorded on a single day. In response to the accelerating spread, Flathead City County Health Officer Tamalee St. James Robinson warned residents that if the trend did not reverse, a return to more restrictive measures was still on the table. In a prepared statement, St. James Robinson said the county is, quote, at a critical point in the fight against COVID-19 and the new cases are putting a strain on the health care system. Hospitalizations and deaths from COVID-19 are also on the rise, along with the total caseload, with the county reporting two additional deaths on Monday to bring the total to 21 since the pandemic began. As many as 19 people have been hospitalized here in the last week, and Flathead County will record its 2,000th case of COVID-19 as early as Wednesday. In other news, Whitefish Mountain Resort has begun rolling out its reopening plans for this winter, scheduling December 10th as opening day and announcing that operations will be altered somewhat to prevent spread of the coronavirus. Small changes will be made to outdoor operations, but the biggest changes will be felt indoors, where the mountain's bars, restaurants, and lodges will adhere to social distancing recommendations and offer much smaller capacities. Additional details are available at SkiWhitefish.com, where season passes are also on sale now. And finally, Eagle Transit announced last week that it was suspending service on almost all of its bus routes in the Flathead Valley due to the impact of COVID-19 on its operational capacity. The red, green, and orange lines in Kalispell, all service in Columbia Falls, and the Tri-City commuter lines have been shut down indefinitely. Eagle Transit is offering on-demand rides to those who may need them. Those rides can be scheduled by calling 406-758-5728. The Whitefish City and commuter routes are still in operation. That's all for this week. Remember to subscribe to this show by searching for Flathead Beacon wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a rating and review if you're enjoying the show. And don't forget, you can read all the latest news from Northwest Montana for free at flatheadbeacon.com. Until next week, thanks for listening.